This is the Hollywood Raw Podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast, Raw Rundown, where we give you the top 10 stories of the week in entertainment news and pop culture. My name is Adam Glynn. I'm an entertainment journalist with more than a decade of experience on the other side of the country is Dax Holt. We have the East Coast and West Coast covered the middle of America. We need you guys to help us out. <laughs> uh, but uh, Dax, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. <laughs> Something so random this morning. I woke up and uh, I was looking through my text messages and I was like, I got a text message from Mark Long, you know, like the MTV yeah. challenge guy. He reached out realized, to me too, by the way. But what, yeah, what did he say? That's so funny. No, I, but I realized I, I didn't get a text from him. I texted him on accident. And I'm like reading through this whole text. Somehow my phone or my iWatch started recording while I was coaching my son's soccer team. And it did this big old long message where it's saying, you got to kick a goal. Then you got to have defenders. Like it's a big long ass message to him that makes absolutely no sense at all. And I somehow sent it to him. So I noticed it this morning and I <laughs> wrote him again. I'm like, hey, sorry, Siri must have sent this to you. And he wrote back like, yeah, I was like, what the hell is this guy talking about? <laughs> That's funny. So I don't know what happened. He's He wasn't even in my like recent texts or anything. I, I have no idea what happened, why I'm like randomly texting celebrities on the side. That's awesome. That's uh, that's pretty funny. I um so when we do this raw rundown, Dax, me and you kind of go over the list beforehand most of the time. And some weeks, I gotta be honest with you, are a little difficult. We're trying to yeah. find like some stories, sometimes a little bit of a reach because we don't know if something's that big of a news story. We have to see if there's getting a lot of traction regarding the story. Some days were some weeks were really hurting. Like, man, there's just nothing going on this week. Yeah. This week is out of control. The stories are insane and they keep coming. And when we put out this podcast, sometimes stories develop after we record mm-hmm. the podcast. So guys, just deal with it. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's because this stuff keeps changing. And luckily today we recorded a little bit later just to get it and and we had to record a little bit later because we both have lives. And fortunately, we did because one new big story broke uh, earlier this morning. So um, we're going to get into the Raw Rundown. Before we get to the Raw Rundown, we read your reviews. It's the best thing to do to support this podcast. Dax, do you have a review ready for us? I do. And by the way, we're, we're getting a little low on reviews. So I need some people to go leave me some because we are getting down. We've, we've read most of them. And I'm, uh, I'm going to be wrapping up here in the next couple of weeks with not having any reviews left. So... Leave us some reviews, people, so I can read them out on the air. All right, this one comes from, and by the way, this is on uh, Apple Podcasts. This is where I get the reviews. Uh, QCLAJ, five stars. Love, just found this podcast. Heard them on Juicy Scoop. Used to love Dax on TMZ. Listening now and love it. Awesome. Well, thank you, QCLAJ. And leave your name, guys. I, I want to be able to call out your name, not just a, uh, a screen whatever whatever apple makes you put on there <laughs> yeah. but i want to actually read out a name so all right awesome thank you thank Go you ahead. thank you don't make dax get physical guys he is one <laughs> hell of a ninja you don't want to to whip out his uh his his karate skills that he learned from the jcc in third grade because it is crazy <laughs> um do you guys have jccs in california yeah yeah, yeah of course okay <laughs> i didn't know if that joke would land there all right on to the <laughs> raw rundown the top 10 stories of the week starting with number 10 Number 10, Nicki Minaj's husband, Kenneth Petty, is, uh, I guess, ordered to serve house arrest. This is a big deal, but um, he was sentenced by a federal judge in L.A. here to serve house arrest after violating the terms of his three-year probation. This all uh, was broken by the Rolling Stone, and so I guess what happened was he was recorded on video making threatening remarks towards a specific individual while being in company of someone with a criminal record. And that is a big no-no if you are on probation. Um, And because that, uh, the probation officer went and uh, put out basically that he believes that 
because of the placement of the location of the monitoring program, this will be a sorry. Let me let me try that again. The, the filing states that Petty's probation officer believes placement in the location monitoring program will effectively allow for a closer monitoring of Petty's activities, limit his movements, provide a sanction for his non-compliance, and hopefully encourage him to reflect upon and reevaluate his current status in the community. Um, if you don't know why he is a in all of this, if you remember back in July 2022, he was sentenced to a year under home confinement along with three-year probation and a $55,000 fine for failing to register as a California sex offender. Um, this all comes back off of um, he was convicted for attempted rape of a woman back in 1994 and then served four years in prison for it. So that is what's going on. I got to imagine this has to be kind of annoying for Nicki Minaj. Like she, I feel like she is re-emerging like she disappeared for a while cardi b kind of like took over for a lot of the uh the big rap headlines and then i because there was that like feud between them and i feel like nikki then disappeared but then she like now has come back with like the barbie movie and the song and uh, you see her you know hosting the or not hosting but at the vmas introducing in sync like i just feel like she's kind of like back on top and this has to be like Oh, God damn it. Like, my husband just keeps bringing on negative uh, headlines for me. Yeah, you can't. It is just, I feel like her husband's been more in the news in the last year mm -hmm. than Nikki, which is just, you know, that the Nicki Minaj does have a huge fan base, but I, I think it goes to his earlier arrest. I think something about when you hear what he, when you hear the word sex offender connected to his name. Yep. For news articles, for news sites, they they know that's going to bring in traffic. Yeah, one hundred percent. No, like, I mean, so I, it it is an interesting story. It is a, it just I don't want to say it sucks for Nikki because she knew what she was getting into. It's just more, I don't know. It's just more shit for them to step out of. It's just, yeah. it is what it is, guys. I don't know. What to say. I don't really have a comment on it. I just. It's interesting when Nicki Minaj's husband is making more headlines than Nicki. <laughs> than Nicki. <laughs> yeah. True. It's, yeah. All right. Number nine. Number uh, number nine. Cindy Crawford says Oprah Winfrey treated her like chattel. What the fuck is chattel, by the way? I, I have no idea. I don't. I don't know. The <laughs> Chanel. Was it Chanel no, it's or chattel? Chattel. C H A T T E L. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Chattel. Chattel. I don't know what I don't, that means. But I don't, she basically so it's said, funny because they said sh sh shadow with like asterisks around it. So I really don't know yeah. which. Yeah, that yeah. is. So uh, this goes back to, so you know that new Apple TV Plus documentary, the, the Supermodels. Cindy's obviously a part of this. She was talking and she accused Oprah of objectifying her during that 1986 appearance on her talk show. Uh, her quote was, I was like the chattel or a child. So I don't know if chattel means child. I don't know. Uh, like be seen, not heard. So apparently back in that episode, I didn't see this. This was obviously when a little too young for this. But uh, this first the episode, she was there with John Casablanca. And she uh, Oprah was talking about Cindy and said, did she always have this body? And then she basically asked Cindy to stand up. And she said, stand up just a moment. Now that's what I call a body. And then... That was it. And so apparently, you know, all these years later, kind of Cindy reflected on and just felt like I wasn't supposed to talk. I wasn't supposed to do anything other than just show off my body. And she said she didn't realize in the moment. And when I look back, it was like, oh, my gosh, it was not OK. And especially from Oprah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I can see I can see why she would feel like that. And I'm maybe it was the time of her life like that are not the, the time back then when it was like models were just supposed to be models like they didn't have personalities I feel like back then and since then I feel like the world has evolved a lot and you want to hear from people you want to acknowledge people and I know that sounds really weird to say but I feel like models you, you did just want them to like parade around and look pretty back in the day but now you want them to like have personalities and be entertaining and interesting. And I feel like a lot has changed since then. Yeah. Uh, well, by the way, chattel is an item or tangible or intangible personal property. So that's what she was referring to with Oprah. See, um, that's the problem. I mean, I'm, it... not, I'm not good enough looking to be chattel. I, you know. <laughs> Do you think <laughs> this is coming from a 1986 appearance of Cindy Crawford appearing on Oprah's talk show or, you know, mm -hmm. that was her talk show. 
Do you think that was just the times that, that we that's what kind I'm saying. of? It was. It I mean, was, I feel like a hundred percent the times, and you know, looking back, yeah, it's cringy now. But uh, shit, a lot of things you look back on are super cringy now. You know what I'm saying? Like I look back on a lot of the early reporting that I did, even on Britney Spears or whatever, super cringy, because the world is a very different place now than it was in 1986, and things that you could get away with. Even like Family Guy episodes, there's stuff you can't get away with now. And that and that was, you know, episodes from 10 years ago. You look at now and you're like, how did they get away with this? Yeah. Cindy Crawford, by the way, still looks amazing. And her husband is equally successful. Uh, with Cindy, though, she also made some rare comments about her ex-husband, Richard Gere, because she's promoting her new docuseries, The Supermodels, which is uh, – I don't think they were married. I Apple TV. I don't think they're married. I think just I think they just dated. Uh, Are you sure? I think did... it's ex-husband. I don't think so, bro. Uh, okay. Oh no, no, they were married. Shit. No, I'm reading yeah. now. Ex-husband Richard Gere. You're right. Damn. Yeah. It wasn't a long one, but they were they were married. You don't remember that? That was. I mean, this I was like them I, was be- I remember them being together and it like being a big deal. Again, I was very young when, like, all of that was going on. So I. I I don't remember it super well, but I do remember them being a big deal when I was younger. She was so. young. She was 21 at the time. He was 38. He was, But he was already looking like an old man. He, Richard mm-hmm. Gere is one of those guys who's always looked old. So he has he's aged well because he's always looked old. At 38 years old, he was already gray. She was 21, and they were married. It wasn't a long relationship, but yeah, they were. No, she married. she did mention, she goes, you know, in the beginning of the relationship, when you're young, like you're a young woman, you're like, oh, you like baseball? I like baseball. You're really into Tibetan Buddhism? I might be into that. So I think she was basically saying, you know, like you, you were trying to, she was trying to mold herself around whoever she was in love with. And so she molded herself to fit this Richard Gere personality. And uh, I think she probably you know, as a, a grown woman looks back and goes, that was really silly of me to try to fit into what he likes rather than just be me. And I think she probably, you know, she's got a, a daughter and she's going, I don't want that for my daughter. I want my daughter to grow up, be who she is and not mold herself to a man. And I think that's wise wisdom that you get yeah, as you grow up. Yeah. Um, Cindy Crawford speaking. I'm sure you know it's she's one of those people that I wish you could be a fly in the wall when she's having mm-hmm. a conversation with her girlfriends because she probably has so many gossipy, dirty, good I just like, feel like stories she about be, her her time in Hollywood. I feel like she'd be such a great person. You know, whenever people ask, like, if you could have your ideal celebrity table, like a dinner party, who would you invite to it? You know, I feel like if there's five people, she would be a really good person to be sitting at that that table and like get to hear the stories and the. She's just probably seen it all. I get you know what, Dax. That's a great question. If you can have an interview with any celebrity, not interview. Where, no, I don't want an interview. I don't want it to be public. I want a dinner party where they are. They're not holding back. They tell you the stories. They're not worried about it going public. Just a full conversation where you can ask anything and it's like friends hanging out. Yeah. And she has to answer everything. That's I think think Jen Aniston would also – Jen Aniston would probably also be a really fun person to have at that table. Yeah, but then she'd probably – I don't know if she'd be that fun because I I think she'd probably skip dessert and say, hey, I got to go home early. You know, like oh, I gotta go, guys. Like, what? You just gotta go. Like, that, that's what I feel like Jennifer Aniston would would react if her dinner. Cindy, I think, would hang all night. She drink tequila. Jennifer Aniston, would be like, hey, listen, I uh, I gotta wake up early, so I'm just gonna go. Like, what? We're in the middle of having okay, a great I... time. <laughs> all right, so I'll switch Jen. Can we do Jennifer Lawrence then? Okay. Okay. Because you know, I only she's say Jennifer Lawrence because. I've heard some stories about her and the people she's hung with. Mm-hmm. I can't say on the record because I um, I can't say on the record just because some of these they're crazy stories about her that I've heard, but I don't know if they're true because it's coming from another person. But I uh, yeah, I'd be curious. About okay, that. but all of that means I want her at my dinner table even more, Adam. 
So you're get you you'd want Cindy you I would want Cindy Crawford. You could have Jennifer Lawrence. So we Dude. double date. That's gonna be our like. All right, guys, let's <laughs> fucking talk shit. Because sometimes with me and you, we meet celebrities, and we've had I think we both have celebrities where they want to like. All right, tell me some tell me some stories. They love yeah. the gossip. Yeah, they love it. They love it. They want to tell me who's cool. Who, they want to they want to find that for me who's cool, who's not cool. Uh, they love to hear the gossip and the dirt. I, I, there's a few celebrities I know that, which I love. I love when they want to like hear my stories rather than me hear their stories because I've heard their Funny. stories. All right, number eight. Number eight, Vanna White. She is going to be back on Wheel of Fortune. This is a big deal. There was a whole contract dispute going on for quite some time. Uh, but Sony Pictures Television announced that uh, Vanna White will continue to reveal the letters on Wheel of Fortune uh, for the 2025-2026 seasons. Um, you know, they're there was a whole big thing about the fact that she was getting paid $3 million a year to, to co-host wheel of fortune. Um, and she's, she hadn't gotten a raise in, what was it like 18 years, something ridiculous. Uh, basically they were paying Pat Sajak a ridiculous amount of money, like 20 some million dollars uh, a season while she was getting three granted people will sit there and go, she's just turning the, the letters and, but her name was just as big as his, right? I mean, synonymous with Wheel of Fortune. And with him now being gone, Ryan Seacrest stepping in, uh, she was like, look, my name is a part of this show. I am synonymous with Wheel of Fortune. I want to raise, just because you're bringing Seacrest in, who I'm sure they're paying Seacrest more than $3 million a year to to host that show. So I think it, it was only fair for her to ask that. And it seems like she got what she wanted. I don't know what that raises. They obviously aren't revealing that number, um, but she will continue on the show. Ryan Seacrest put out a statement. He is extremely ecstatic to have her on the show. He's happy that um, that she will be there and she is a part of the fabric of Wheel of Fortune. So he's he's stoked. I do think it's, uh, you know, Vanna waited a long time to really speak up regarding her pay. I mean, this has been a, for a long time she could have spoke up regarding the pay gap between her and Pat's. Part of me wants to feel like she didn't want to ruffle the feathers with Pat or make him look bad because mm -hmm. I think it was out of Pat's control and I think she respected Pat and her relationship. But then <sighs> – you know, there's a change of throne and Ryan Seacrest becomes a new host. And now it's a great opportunity to kind of speak about the pay gap between her and Pat so she can get more money. I do mm -hmm. think she used the media to her advantage a little bit to kind of make the noise a little bit bigger. Like, hey, guys, and let everyone know. Well, yeah, the pay gap. So she used it to her advantage to make more money. We don't know how much she got, but it seems like she's happy. Ryan's happy. And they're on to the next part of the show, which is Ryan Seacrest is a new host and Vanna White in her position. I know... You know, there's some people, and I wonder if Vanna was behind it, if Vanna even wanted the job that Ryan Seacrest has taken over. So Yeah, some, someone said that they did have her do it once, and it was super cringy. I thought it would be such a good idea to have her start hosting it, but other people were like, uh, did you see when she did host? So I don't know. Um, but you still need some continuity, and I think that keeps, you know, some of that original continuity in the show. Because if you, if there's no Pat Sajak... And no Vanna White, that would have been, I feel like, too disruptive for yeah. the, the show. I mean, look at TMZ. I mean, you changed it. Never mind. We're not going to get into it. Ah! Uh, <laughs> number seven. Number seven. Huge news in the Kevin Costner world. Um, he is relieved that he and his estranged wife, Christine, have now settled their divorce. We've talked about this. They were in court. It became a very, very nasty, nasty divorce very quickly. Uh, but the exes have reached an agreement uh, four and a half months after she filed for a divorce from him. Um, it sounds like, you know, they're relieved because this was a very contentious divorce, uh, all things said. Um, it will be, I, I guess she's going to get the the $1.5 million. Uh, how but wait, how much is she getting? She's getting $1.5, but, but I think that was part of the prenup but okay. then she was asking for a lot more in like spousal support and child support you know she is now i, I guess mo she's moved into a forty thousand uh per month rental home so that that needed to be hashed out but uh originally she was yeah he he was forced not forced but he was told to pay her sixty three thousand dollars a month 
And then his her lawyers came through and said, okay, we want $175,000 a month, which was up from the $129,000 a month that was like a tentative. He was ordered to pay that, but it was just tentative. And now it's gone back down to $63,000 a month. So um, all things said, I think, I, I don't know if her side's happy because clearly they wanted a lot more money, but the judge had said, listen, you need 63000 at the end of the day, you're getting a $40,000 a month rental home plus, and I think the 63 is on top of it. I don't think that 40,000 comes out of the 63, if I'm correct. I think he's he's paying for that. Um, and I may be totally wrong with that, so I'm sorry I don't see it in this this article right here. But um, he was the judge said like any money above that 63, it's you're just disguising it. You're disguising it as uh, child support, but you just you're wanting it as spousal support. So he he wasn't into it. So, so anyway, they can put this behind them. All is done. They can move along with their lives and continue to hate each other outside of court. So when you look for spousal support, do you have to show – I'm sure – Dax, I don't know if – do you have to show every single receipt that – you spend you got you got to open up all your books when it when it comes to that's why they take him to court because now you're ordered to show them that's why all of his um personal income started to become public knowledge and how much he was making on yellowstone per season and how much you know his houses are worth like he's he's living in a 145 million dollar ranch like you know Yes, you got to feel like, oh, look at me, I'm a baller. But at the same time, you're probably pretty embarrassed that the world now knows how much you make and how much you're worth and all the intimate details of your life. So when you're looking at this divorce right now, who do you think got the the benefit of the doubt here? Did she do well here or did Kevin do well here? I, I, th- I think they both – I think it's a fair settlement um, because – He's obviously paying a big chunk of money. She's obviously receiving a big chunk of money. She wanted more. He wanted less. So I, th- I feel like they're kind of like in the middle. You know what I'm saying? Like they're, it seems even they did have an ironclad prenup walking into their marriage. So, you know, you're, you're getting what you, what you signed off on years ago. All right. Uh, number six. Number six, Kim Kardashian, uh, rumored to be hanging out with Odell Beckham Jr. Um, and this is hot off the heels of his split from Lauren Wood. So obviously, if you are into football, you're going to know that he is an NFL wide receiver. He's huge in the NFL, big, big name out there. Um, but the two of them have been, quote unquote, hanging out. So I don't know if that means they're dating. I do know that they have mutual friends together. Um, but he and his longtime girlfriend, Lauren Wood, officially split. They had a kid back in February of 2022. And, uh, you know, she's got a couple kids herself. I, I don't know. I don't know if this is just like because they roll in the same friend group, people are putting them together because hanging out is very different than dating, in my opinion. Right? Like, yeah, I mean, I just don't really understand how this came out. And the reason is, is Odell Beckham plays in Baltimore. Okay. Kim mm-hmm. Kardashian lives in LA. When is the last time Kim went to Baltimore as far as well, we I think, know? I think they were, no, I think they, they again, hung out they with like a mutual friend. So I think there was like some vacation or something that they were all on together. Well, they and... hung out, they hung out the Michael Rubin's 4th of July party, mm-hmm. but that was in July. Why now are we hearing about this, that there's some sort of interest? My personal opinion, and again, this is just my opinion. I don't know any truth. I think this is actually Odell Beckham's team kind of leaking this type of stuff out to see if there's some interest with Kim. It's not Kim trying to leak out information that she has interest with Odell. I think Odell's team is Odell Beckham is a football player who was successful early on in his career. In the last couple years with injury and other, you know, playing on different teams, he hasn't been as great as he once was, but he is a guy who likes the star uh, power. I think okay. he's a guy who's trying to use the media a little bit to his advantage to kind of put him like, and say, Hey, Kim, if you're interested, I, I could be possibly be interested. That's what I'm throwing out there. I don't know if it's true because I, I don't know like, why yeah. Kim would have anything to do with this. I just, I don't think it works. And honestly, when could they have hung out? Like Odell is not, they're they're in two different places. Yeah. I don't know. To me, I feel like Kim is 
in a very good place in her life right now. She, I saw that she is vacationing with friends. She, she seems really happy. And, you know, like, I feel like the Kanye stuff was really dragging her down for quite some time. I feel like she's doing good. I, I don't know. Like, stay single, girl. Enjoy your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't get I wrapped just, up in this crap. Just enjoy I find, your life. I, right I find now. the bullshit with this. I think Odell kind of hangs in kind of cool circles and, He's a guy who's sort of at the end of his career football playing wise, and he wants to keep that fame going. And mm. what's a better way to keep that fame going is being in a relationship with Kim Kardashian. That's just my opinion. All right, moving on to this one. This one's wild. Number five. Number five, Taylor Swift having a girls' night out with Sophie Turner this week, which if you know the the dating history – Taylor used to date Joe Jonas, and now she is out hanging out with Sophie Turner, who is obviously Joe Jonas's estranged wife because they both just filed for divorce from each other. Um, but they, so Swift and Turner were spotted arm in arm uh, out in New York City on Tuesday night. Uh, they were leaving via Cartoa, Corota, via Corota. Corota. Via Corota, Corota. That's in the West Village. City. Yeah. Um, but they were. They seem like I. I didn't. Did we know that they were friends? I did not know they were friends. I mean, maybe they're photographed. Taylor's had so many friends over the years that you start to forget of like who she cool with, who she not cool with. Then all of a sudden you see Carly Claus buying tickets for her last concert. So you're like, who is she friends with? I don't know. And because I went to Google just like Sophie Turner and Taylor Swift to be like, they have some kind of friendship before all this. I don't see anything. So it's very interesting that uh, the two of them are spotted out right after the divorce announcement. It's almost like they were sending a message to Joe or they knew the headlines would go wild with them hanging out together. Very strange, I must say. Yeah. um, I I think the stranger part for me was – they know they're being photographed, and what's a better photo op than to put your arms and hook them together and to walk into the restaurant? It's like the, the, bar together, the you know? unity, like we're we're showing that we're united in this post Jonas life. It's just to me that I think they, you, the cameras were following them, paparazzi were following them. Mm-hmm. You hook your arms, and that it's just a big statement. What that statement is, I mean, at least people guessing: are they friends? Are they teaming up against a Jonas? Which this goes into a crazier thing because that was just this photo was just the start of the week because now Sophie Turner is now suing Joe Jonas for the return of her two kids. Uh, can you explain this story to me, Dax? Yeah, so this story is crazy, but basically, uh, Sophie is suing Joe for the return of their two daughters from to her home country of England. So she filed this lawsuit in Manhattan, uh, a Manhattan court on Thursday, requesting a quote unquote the immediate return of children wrongfully removed or wrongfully retained. Uh, Page six broke this story, uh, but basically she is saying that um, they had agreed to move, I guess over Christmas back in 2022, that they would make the UK their quote unquote forever home. And they began looking for schools for their daughters and uh, like where they were gonna live. They were excited to move the family to England. And then they found this perfect home in the English countryside. They put up their Miami home for sale and they got into a long-term contract for this this new property of theirs. Well, the the problem comes where she starts filming this miniseries, Joan, and then he kicks off the Jonas tour back in, you know, uh, a couple months back. And so I guess she agreed with hesitation. They kicked off the tour in August. August was when they kicked off the tour. Yes, they kicked it off. Um, But this was, you know, they kick off a tour. She agreed with hesitation that to have the daughters travel with him because yes he's going to have nightly performances but he would have more free periods during the day to spend time with the kids while they were awake like kind of be with the kids and now that she's filming that over there he's touring they've gone through a divorce she wants the kids back immediately and i guess uh there is some discrepant uh, like disagreement on where the kids should be so she's like screw it i'll file a i'll file a lawsuit against you get my kids home yeah, she's alleging that Jonas is withholding the youngsters' passports so they can't leave the U.S. Woo, man, Joe Woof Jonas. Is uh, right. Yeah, this is not good. But I think from the start we knew that this breakup was not, you know, them. This just got nasty really amicably. quickly, though. Like yeah, it went because- from 
them seemingly doing really well and showing up to each other's events and walking red carpets and posting photos of each other to like hell breaking loose. I really think there's got to be some kind of cheating or something that happened that pissed them, pissed one of them off or pissed both of them off because it doesn't go that sideways that quickly normally. Well, you remember hearing the reports when they first announced they're getting divorced that Joe and Sophie had different lifestyles. Sophie was out at night and Joe was more of like a day, you know, didn't really like that. So they just lived different lifestyles, which even when you're reading it, you thought there's some sort of PR spin on this stuff. Yeah. And then a week later, Joe Jonas does a concert. And during the concert, he says, if he never, if he didn't hear from my mouth, it's not true. Well, Joe, now we're hearing in a lawsuit. It's yeah. this term from the lawyers. So there's a guy, I don't know what, I, Tell me how that makes sense because you're saying, yeah, if you didn't hear from my mouth, it's not true. Okay, well, I'm hearing from Sophia's lawyer who's saying that you're not allowing her, your, your kids to leave the U.S. and go home or their apparent home because that's where you guys were I, planning I'm to live. I'm very curious to see where all this ends up because, you know, it's just so gross so quickly. And when you start filing that's the thing. When you file a lawsuit, you know, the world is going to get their hands on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what happens. Page six, TMZ, Daily Mail, someone's going to get their hands on it and make this a huge story that everyone's talking about. If you want it quietly, you wouldn't do that. You would, this would all be settled behind closed doors. Yeah. Actually, one of my an interview that went on this week that I really enjoyed was uh, Diplo, uh, you know, the DJ mm-hmm. Diplo. Well, he was on Watch yeah. What Happens Live, and he was at the – he's considered the guy who ruined the Joe Jonas and Sophie <laughs> Turner wedding like he, like because he live-streamed the wedding. And he thought um, that everyone knew about this wedding, so he live-streamed it, and he was playing jokes, putting like cowboy hats on people. But Joe and Sophie were pissed. Sophie were pissed because they were meeting for this to be private, and <laughs> yeah, Diplo live-streamed it, and <laughs> – um, Diplo said, "Like I, you know, I apologized and, and I wish them well. And he wishes them well now that they're going through a divorce because they have children. But he mm-hmm. said that he no longer has a relationship really with Joe Jonas or Sophie Turner because of that incident. And he, you know, Joe was really, really pissed off, saying, you know, it, you know, I actually Diplo wound up DJing their their wedding for free, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But Joe Jonas was still never really got that past." You know, it never really was water under the bridge with him because he was just really pissed off that day. You know, what Diplo did, he goes, and actually Joe Jonas says, I love Diplo, but he loves Instagram more than a 13-year-old. He posts every five seconds. He's literally live streamed with dog face filters. Yeah, Diplo publicly apologized to Joe, but um, I don't know. It's just interesting for Diplo to respond back to that situation. Back to the divorce uh, we haven't heard comments for Joe and how they responded to these um, lawsuit because it was just filed Thursday morning. And um, but Joe, you said if it doesn't come from your mouth, it's not true. Respond. I think now it's time you have to respond. Where are you holding your kids? Uh, I don't want to say you're holding them hostage, but are you not allowed? Are you holding the passport so they can't leave the U.S.? I just want to know what is going on here. Like we said in the beginning, when this, all this went down, this I mean, it's a it's a tough situation smooth, because. Yeah. If if he relinquishes the passports, they leave the country. Now he's not with his kids either. So they need to hash out some kind of custody agreement ASAP. Because if the kids go over there, then she can hold the passports and the kids can't come back. I mean, it's like a whole, you need someone to step in and put together what that looks like for them. And it's 50-50 custody or whatever it is. Hash that out so that everyone can just be on the same page and go, okay, well... They're going to live here for this time. They're going to live there for that time. And like, that's, that's what they need at this point. Update. So as we're doing the podcast, Joe Jonas finally responds to, uh, it's almost Joe- like he heard you. You said speak. And Jonas said, fine. All right. Well, if Adam Joe says- clearly said, Joe clearly <laughs> said, it didn't come from my mouth. It's probably not true. So I don't know. Joe Jonas, obviously he's, where's the pants in the family. Uh, <laughs> can you tell me what Joe Jonas said about, Sophie and where the family should be. What's going on? What's the latest? Yeah, so he's now fired back at Sophie saying that uh, she's actually the one who has crossed the line, violating an order by a Florida judge by trying to take their kids permanently to England. Um, His rep issued a very lengthy statement in response to her claim that Joe is 
quote unquote, abducted the kids by refusing to hand over their passports so they can return to England per their agreement. Uh, So Joe's response is after multiple conversations with Sophie, Joe initiated divorce proceedings in Florida as Florida is the appropriate jurisdiction for the case. Sophie was aware that Joe was going to file for divorce. The Florida court has already entered uh, a court order that restricts both parents from relocating the children. Sophie was served with that same order on September 6th, more than two weeks ago. So Joe is saying that Sophie's position would squarely violate the Florida order, keeping the kids where they are. So if he was to even take the kids to England, he would be violating the court order. Um, And so also he wants to make it clear that he believes the kid's home is the United States, but he's open to sharing custody with her. And that is includes even if she moves permanently to England, uh, Joe is seeking for shared parenting with the kids. So they are raised with both their mother and father. And of course is okay with the kids being raised in both the UK and the U S and the children were born here in the U S and they spent a, a lot of time in the U S they are American citizens. Um, and so, they, they really had a problem with, you know, her putting this out there to the public. Um, basically, Joe and Sophie had a cordial meeting this past Sunday in New York uh, when Sunday uh, when Sophie came to New York to be with the kids. And they've been with her ever since that meeting. But Joe's impression of the meeting was that they had reached an understanding that they would work together toward an amicable co-parenting setup. So then less than 24 hours later, she then advises that she wanted to take the children permanently to the UK. After that, demanding via the filing that Joe hand over the children's passports so that they could take them out. She could take them out of the country. And again, if he complied, he would have been in violation of that Florida court order. So uh, I think he is upset that this is not only using the word abduct, but like filing with it after they had already had a meeting. I think that's the part that he's pretty pissed off. Like, why the fuck would you do that? If we just had a meeting, everything seemed good. And now you're demanding passports. You want to take the kids when we can't even do that legally. We can't even do that. So, um, again, I think this is just more proof that this divorce is going very, very poorly. Yeah. Joe wanted, you know, Sophie kind of broke this story about the whole lawsuit Thursday morning. As quick as possible, Joe released a statement to control, again, to control the narrative, to help out the Google searches, because he doesn't want that going out about his name saying that he is not allowing his kids. He's basically took their passports so they can't leave the country. Well, I think it's the abduct. I mean, that's a huge word because that's a a tough word to use. He's not abducting them if he's holding onto the passport and especially if they've already been here. So anyway, I'm assuming I'm assuming tune in next week to next week's raw rundown. I'm sure there'll (laughs) be something more with them uh, by that point. All right, let's get back into it. All right. Number four. Uh, Bijou Phillips files from divorce files for divorce from Danny Masterson. I mean, I'm too surprised to hear this one. Um, And this comes right on the heels of obviously him getting sentenced to 30 years to life in prison for rape. Um, And she was right by his side for almost everything. She would show up to court with him, supported him. And uh, and now that he has been sentenced, she is saying thank you. Goodbye. Um, But um, Here's the thing. So they've got a nine-year-old child together, and they, they, I guess her rep or her attorney put out a statement and said, Miss Phillips has decided to file for divorce from her husband during this unfortunate time. Her priority remains with her daughter. Um, this period has been unimaginably hard on the marriage and the family. Miss Phillips acknowledges that Mr. Masterson, Mr. Masterson is a wonderful father to their daughter. She hopes that everyone will respect her family's privacy in these difficult times. And then she cited irreconcilable differences as the reason that she was filing for divorce and she is seeking spousal support and legal fees according to that filing. So, and then she's also going to have her, her legal name restored to Phillips, by the way. So, um, yeah, How this does this is conversation a, go down. You know, does after the verdict and he's going away, does, does you go to Danny go listen? I love you. You're a great dad, but I'm not going to see you for a long time. And I got to, I got to hook up with something. I'm still young. I got to, you know, I still got to get my, like, so, how does that, what does she do? What does Danny say? Does he support her? So here's her? the like, thing. In our Facebook group, there has been 
a lot of really interesting chatter with the people that are in there. One person had basically, oh, I guess a couple of people that have actually said that this filing is done to protect his assets. She files for divorce, puts a lot of the homes, the money in her name. And then if people sue him, like the, um, the victims sue him or go after him for money, they can't touch it because it's in her name now. Interesting. That's that makes total sense. I mean, that sense. would make more sense. Just yeah, that makes great it sense. It seemed like she was right by his side. And you remember, she sent a, a letter to the judge saying that he was an amazing father and a life saving partner to her. So, I mean, I could see some truth behind that. I thought, oh, yeah, like you're convicted and got to move on with your life and uh, divorce him. But it is a very interesting way to look at that, that this would be a way to save all of their assets by getting divorced. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Very interesting. Um, but that's, um, yeah, join our private Facebook group. I'm going to put that in the, in the conversation. Our, our private Facebook group called Off the Record, which I highly suggest you guys join. So we got a really cool community where you guys could talk to us. We talk to you. You guys talk to each other. It's honestly, it's just fun. Really, it's just a fun group on Facebook suggest you guys join it but that makes a lot of sense all right moving on to number three number three Ariana grande and dalton gomez simultaneously filed for divorce this week um if you remember ariana's new boyfriend ethan slater uh who is her co-star in wicked they've been seen out they've been hanging out together you know her she has basically said that her and her relationship with Dalton um, had kind of crumbled um, and they were, it seems like doing a lot of the behind the scenes prep. So, you know, who gets what, how much money does he get? All of that sort of stuff was being hashed out. And then they both filed basically at the same time, irreconcilable differences as the reason for the divorce. Uh, but they, it was clearly a coordinated effort and um, and before they went to the courthouse and actually filed it. Uh, basically what it comes down to is she will sign him a pre- probably a pretty fat check and uh, move on. They listed the date of separation of February 2023. And then yeah, now she will be free to hang out with her new boyfriend, which he also filed for divorce. Um, and that was with his like childhood sweetheart. Um, her name was Lily J and they've got one child together. They tied the night back in 2018 and then he met Ariana and that all went to shit. So there you go. I think, and again, I'm putting this out there. I think Scooter Braun had a lot to do with this story and his team. This was a very big news story. However, with everything going on this week, it didn't mm-hmm. get as much gas on it as, as you might think. And I think, they spoke to the news outlets and which they've done in the past and said, mm-hmm. can we not really dig into this too much? I say, here's a story. Here's all the, here's all, here's the, the Franks and beans of it, but don't go too crazy into it. And it was like a story where they addressed it and moved on. That was it. And I don't know. I just think, I just know from past stories with Ariana Grande that they try to control it in her defense. And I think this story was a little bit controlled on her defense here. Gotcha. All right. Your thoughts, Dax? Can you comment? I mean, or do you want to move I, on? I'm saying <laughs> she definitely, she definitely doesn't come off looking bad when in no. reality, like she hooked up with a dude and he's now getting divorced. She's getting a divorce. I mean, normally when you hear stories about people hooking up with other people and a lot of divorce happening, it's, it's not a good publicity move for you. <laughs> and yeah. this one, it doesn't seem like it's tarnishing her rep so much, even though this, you know, her boyfriend is literally breaking up with his high school sweetheart to be with Ariana Grande. Like to me, I don't see that ending well, you know, like, Oh, this is exciting. It's a new relationship, but dude, at the end of the day, you know, if Ariana gets over it, you broke up with your high school girlfriend. I don't know. It just seems like that could be bad for him. Yeah. All right. Number two. Uh, Number two, Shannon Beater arrested. Well, Real Housewife star Shannon Beater arrested for drunk driving and hit and run. You know her from the Real Housewives of Orange County. Uh, She was arrested in uh, Newport Beach, California for drunk driving. And then um, 
basically uh, one of the New York or the New York, the Newport Beach Police Department confirmed that she was arrested on Sunday morning, booked for two misdemeanors and alcohol related DUI and hit and run. Um, but I, it's funny. And I hate to laugh, but there's been so many jokes made on social media this week (laughs) about her Um, and like people, they're being like car crash photos. And then it's like, oh, look, Shannon Beater was here. (laughs) Um, But anyway, she is um, waiting for official information on this case as it becomes available. Um, She is prepared to accept full responsibility for her actions, according to one of her reps. And uh, she's been on the Real Housewives franchise. um, What sense like? 2004 like since the show ever existed in orange county she's a, you know she's been a big part of the show and um you know she's made this a part of her life well i can tell you that jeff lewis um was was talking about it on his radio show and he said you know i was shocked because i've known shannon forever and ever and she, i can't believe that she would actually drink and drive and that's something we've both discussed previously and i'll tell you that she's accepting full responsibility she's ashamed and she's embarrassed according to him so anyway um she's gonna i guess get some alcohol counseling and address this relationship she has with alcohol yeah i mean the everyone did you see the video the video is pretty she she describe the video to people who haven't seen it the video, it's, I mean, it's not a great video. It's not, we're watching, we're not watching like a Michael Bay film, but it actually looks like a Michael <laughs> Bay film the way her driving is. You know, it's not like high def graphics, but she, she's definitely zigzagging. She drives into like a part of a house. I mean, it's part mm-hmm. of a structure, but not into the, like into someone's living room. But clearly she wasn't in the, um, the, <laughs> she clearly shouldn't have been driving. Uh, yeah. There's photographers where she was trying to cover her face because I guess there was a little bit of injury. Um, yeah, she. I mean, the video kind of it speaks for what it is. She was driving wasted. She got into an accident, and luckily, no one else was was hurt. Um, what she hasn't commented on the situation yet, but we'll see if NBC comes down on her for this. Like, does NBC? At what point does NBC feel like they have to get involved? Even though this is not, it doesn't happen. It's when so hard because. There's probably a side of them that are like, oh, God damn it! Now we have to like put out press releases and statements and all that. And but on the other side, I bet they're like, Yes, this is plot points for the show. Yes, you know that. I got to imagine there's a side of them that likes controversy or likes when people do dumb shit because it just fuels interest in their shows. Yeah, but I feel like they want to control the control it a little bit, and they can't really control it. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I, I, I think NBC kind of like likes it, but they can't publicly say it. Like obviously the yeah, producers you can't, like, you can't oh, acknowledge it. You like it, but they but, can't acknowledge it. But you got to love that there's a hundred thousand stories going out that says real housewives of orange County. And then if there is any part of this that they're filming, you're going to tune in because you want to watch the aftermath of this and see it unfold on camera. Like if I was a producer, I'd be like, get cameras to her house right now. I need to see her reading stories. I need to see her talking to her attorney. I need to see her, you know, dealing with the backlash because that it makes good content. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. All right. Dax, the number one story of the week. Number one story, man, there's been a lot of divorce on today's uh, episode. Yeah, guys. Um, but this one, a huge one, Hugh Jackman and Deborah Lee Furness splitting after 27 years of marriage. Um, and this is, I mean, it was pretty shocking in my opinion because I, I have covered this marriage for so long, talked about it. I always thought that it was such an interesting marriage because, number one, the age gap, but, you know, just... She was apparently the big There's star. There's a lot of rumors they... about him, and I, I think they've addressed it before. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they're, tr- you know, what's true, what's not true. But he's addressed the rumors that again, we're saying there's people try to say, oh, Hugh Jackman's gay. Hugh Jackman's gay. Now I have no comment on that. I don't know anything as far as I know. He's straight because he was married to a woman. <laughs> well, um, I can tell you that uh, they did put out a statement and basically said, we have been blessed to share almost three decades together as husband and wife in a wonderful, loving marriage. Our journey is now shifting and we have decided to separate 
uh, to separate to pursue our individual growth. Um, our family has always been the, our highest priority. We undertake this next chapter with gratitude, love, and kindness. We greatly appreciate your understanding and respecting our privacy as our family navigates this transition in all of our lives. Um, so yeah, uh, apparently I, I was reading about them. I didn't realize that she was the big star when they first met, like all those years back in like 1995. Um, she was 13 years older than him, but she was the star of like an Australian TV show. And then he met her and had like a massive crush on her and basically convinced her like, we need to date because I really like you. And then they, she was saying, no, I don't want to date you. I don't want to date you. And then it happened and they got married and it was the best decision of their lives. And they've got, um, you know, two kids that they, I, I believe both kids were adopted. I think that's been a very public thing. And then, um, yeah, I was just shocked to hear this news. I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, I think I was shocked too. And they're not hiding Hugh Jackman's been walking around New York city and kind of doing what he does best, which is just going to work out and just goes for long walks. You always just see him just walking and- around. And maybe and like she, it, re- it really comes down to the marriage ran its course. Like there's nothing scandalous. There's nothing more. Like sometimes a marriage just might run its course, and they're moving along with life here. Um, yeah, it's. Um, I just think we're all just caught up by surprise because Hugh Jackman and his wife are two considered two of the like the nicest people in Hollywood. So we don't yeah. expect those things to happen to those type of people like what are you talking about how could it go bad you guys are perfect you guys are like the nicest people um yeah but again like we said that marriage marriage how often do you see hugh jackman out walking around decent amount i don't bother him because i don't bother uh, it's i don't bother i don't you see him a decent amount i used to see him a lot more but i don't i don't like go around that area that he's in most of the time now because it's just Mm -hmm. it's not as a hot area as it once was but you see him a good amount either you know going to the gym it's good weather, right? Riding bikes. Yeah, you should always see him pick up his kids from school. Um, this was so. This was the big blind item that was like going around for quite some yeah. time. There's a big superhero divorce on the, uh, you know, that's going to be coming up, and a lot of people were like, "Oh shit, was it Ryan Reynolds and Blake? Is it, you know, there was all the, it was it uh, Elsa Patsy and Chris Hemsworth? Like people were speculating. I don't think anyone put Hugh Jackman's name in the running, yeah. <laughs> and he was the one. Yeah, no, for sure. It's uh, I think it's just a set. You don't want you want to see them both happy. Maybe they're happier not together. And I think we're just caught off guard because when you're with each other for as long as they were, and at that age, you just think it's going to be, in my opinion, like oh, that's their lives for the rest of their lives. And mm-hmm. um, now there's going to be a lot of speculation about him, about if they date next, what they date. But it seems like there's no animosity. You say she was what out they over. date? Well. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much um, but she was photographed yesterday with her friends like having lunch didn't seem like she was like sitting there crying and in, in tears and he's walking around he's talking to paparazzi a little bit he doesn't like address the situation dead on because it is a sensitive subject and there's a lot of people um kind of that are could be hurt by him talking about it but he like he's living his life so i don't know We're, it was just a big surprise with that said, that's the top 10 stories of the week. We are the Hollywood Raw Podcast. Thank you guys for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening, thank you. Like, subscribe, leave a review. If you already left a review, grab your friend, your partner's phone, leave some funny comments, say a few kind words. We'll read your review live on air. Best thing to do to support this podcast. Follow me at Adam Glenn. Follow Dax Holt at Dax Holt. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. A Huda Media Production.